Welcome everyone to the premiere episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and with me is my co-host Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we're going to be talking about the brand new Star is Born, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. So sit back, relax, grab a beer, and let's talk some movies. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome everyone. We're excited to be here with you. Uh, so yeah, first we're going to start out the show by doing some movie news, and then we'll get into our movie of the night. So Daniel, uh, he's going to be our movie news person. Yeah, I'm the movie guy, or the news guy, and that's all right. Anyway, so as far as this week in movie news, uh, first thing that I've got is uh, Netflix acquires the rights to all of the Chronicles of Narnia books, and that's pretty significant. I mean, we've gotten only three Chronicles of Narnia movies, and they've been spaced out immensely, but Netflix got the rights to all of the books in that series. And then I guess that's the first time a studio has actually licensed all of them at the same time. Oh, that's interesting. So I forget the studio that did the movies before, but so they didn't have acquired all the books. No, they only, I think they probably only acquired the first three because those are the only ones that came out. Oh, interesting. And so that'll be really cool. I mean, Netflix can do a lot with that. Like it'd be kind of like the game of Thronesy. Uh, yeah, do you think? Series? What do you think the budget will be like with those? Hopefully, pretty high because, I mean, there's some cool fight scenes. There's a lot of a lot of cool stuff and a lot of like a huge fantastical world to explore. As cheesy as that sounds, but you know they've got a lot of creatures and fight scenes and just kind of like fantasy. So I think the production budget will be pretty high per episode. At least I, mean, I hope so. I actually think it'd be kind of cool if they went like the Dark Crystal route and had like did like a lot of puppet work, like Jim Henson kind of stuff would be pretty cool. But yeah, this is definitely a, a cool world that I think would be cool to explore again because what when that first movie came out like 12, 14 years ago almost? It came out a while ago. It's, yeah, it's been a while. Well, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'll be pretty cool. The next thing... Uh, like a news that broke a few days ago is a PG thirteen Deadpool something. What? No one, no one really knows what this is. What this is? I mean, Ryan Reynolds just posted on his Twitter a picture of him in his full Deadpool getup reading to Fred Savage in his room from uh, <laughs> The Princess Bride. I saw that picture. It was, no, that, that picture is perfect. They. Made like recreated the room perfectly. He's wearing the Bears jersey <laughs> in bed. <laughs> yeah, and no one as as far as today, no one really knows what that's about. Whether if it's a PG thirteen cut of Deadpool two or, oh, man. I mean, yeah, and I'm not really sure how I feel about that because I feel like if it's PG thirteen Deadpool, like in it, if they release a cut and it does well, like if they'll just not do rated r anymore but i also feel like that might be more of like an intro to get him into the main cinematic universe but hmm, i don't know pg-13 deadpool i mean he just he just works so well as a rated r character yeah, and we need more i don't know that. like i don't, I don't want to see him downsize or kitty size like yeah the, let the other marvel heroes do that i don't know deadpool he's special as r i like him r same with logan yeah. Like sometimes they just need to be more in the R rating so they can really let it let it loose and go all out. Like Exactly. And you know, hopefully Deadpool. Hopefully it doesn't turn into ruining the franchise cuz it's doing pretty well so far. I mean, we're only two movies in, but both have been received pretty well. So hopefully uh we see something cool come out of this and not something super disappointing. What else we got today? Uh, the other thing I have is something that I'm personally excited about. And also not excited about at the same time is the DC streaming service app. Um, they actually just released a trailer for the Harley Quinn animated series that they have premiering soon. And the uh, they changed the voice actress from the original Harley Quinn voice actress from the Batman animated series. And they changed it to Kaylee Kuoko. Uh 
you all know her as Penny from The Big Bang Theory, but that's who's doing her voice. And it took me a second to uh, kind of get used to it, but I think she did a good job in the trailer and it, it matches like a great tone that I would want from a series like that. So I'm personally excited to go hopefully check that out. I'm not super wild about the DC app itself, but yeah, you're saying you did the, you signed up for the trial run of that. Yeah. So I've been checking it out, reading a few comics. Um, oh, they have comics on there. Yeah, they have comics. Oh, interesting. I thought it was just going to be like TV shows and movies. Okay. No, they got a bunch of old movies like, or old TV shows too, like, uh, Lois and Clark and the original Superman. Dean Kane. Superman. Yeah. So it's it's been pretty cool so far. It's not I don't know if it's something I would dish out for every month, but it's less than ten dollars a month. So I guess they're trying to make it appealing. And Did you ever watch that show back in the day? Uh, I wasn't alive back in the day to watch it. it came out in the late nineties. Oh well, then I was How just. How young are you? Oh, I'm apparently too young. It's just funny, like you know, they talk about Nick Cage almost being Superman at one point in the nineties, and people kind of laugh at that. But it's like. Yeah, but Dean Cain was Superman at one point. Like, <laughs> does anybody remember that? No, I think people try and forget. But as far as that goes, in the the last bit of movie news that I have is regards to DC and their app itself. There had been some backlash because right now it's only available in the US. But internationally... They brokered a deal with Netflix, so their new Titans live-action Teen Titans TV show and their other subsequent uh, original shows that are going to be on the DC app in the U.S., and you have to pay your monthly subscription. But internationally, because the app isn't available in the U.S., uh, they get those. They'll be premiering on Netflix. So that's kind of a bummer, being as people internationally, they don't, I guess, I mean, they don't get the comics and everything else, but I think the main thing is just to watch the TV shows, and so those are going to be premiering at no extra charge internationally, so that's kind of a bummer. But, you know what, we'll just see how that pans out. I bet they'll release the app internationally, and I'm sure that won't last for more than a year. Any trailers come out this week that are exciting? Uh, The trailer that really stands out is... The Vice. Oh, I saw that one. I know. I watched it three times today. (laughs) I watched that a couple times. I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a movie about Dick Cheney, and who's played by Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah, and and Sam Rockwell's George Bush. I mean, I saw the trailer for this um, probably a couple days ago, and oh my gosh, like. I don't know if it's just a well-cut trailer, but this movie looks fun. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's supposed to be a fun movie. I don't know if it's going to be a fun movie, but the trailer makes it look just a lot of fun. Yeah, it just the trailer oozes style and charisma. It, it does. I like, mean, it's just, got energy to it. It's it's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like I'm not sure if it's going to be overly political. I mean, maybe I don't I don't know what to expect from this movie. All I know is the trailer is super well cut. Like the track that they have for it is just everything works with this trailer and the cast is stacked from um steve carell amy adams mm-hmm. yeah she's sam there. rockwell which is a personal favorite of mine he's awesome and yeah christian bale like gosh and he put on weight as you can see for this role too I and mean, the makeup the weight and the makeup job look amazing like at one point he's got a shirt off in a scene he's got this big beer gut hanging out like it's yeah I mean, like it's hilarious seeing that i think think he put on weight i don't think he's just wearing a fat suit well i mean he's known for like changing his body for movies i mean when he got anorexic for the machinist yeah and, and then, then got buff for batman buff right for after batman. that right so gosh it, it looks like a good fun movie though like hopefully it's solid uh i definitely want to check that out when it comes when does that come out like christmas time or something uh, it comes out on christmas okay cool so but, and it i mean i know it's just a trailer but it seems like this movie's gonna be probably oscar bait if nothing else but it's just it looks really fun and it's directed i think written by one of the directors from the big short which christian bale was also in oh yeah so i mean that'll be one to watch and i definitely think uh we're gonna check that out when it comes out nice all right well that's uh that's all i got for movie news this week well cool hey thanks for sharing that with us that's some good stuff happening 
All right, so switching gears here, let's talk some A Star is Born. So, I don't know about you, but I've already seen this movie twice. So that might say something about the review to come. I saw it back in New York opening night with my sister. And then I came back here and saw it the next, like, two days later. So, yeah, I've seen this movie twice already in the opening weekend. And let me tell you something to give you a quick overview. It's pretty solid. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I didn't know if I would or not. I kind of have an idea, because the, uh, I was kind of ready to enjoy this based on the first trailer. The first trailer that came out a few months ago was solid and got me excited for it. And it didn't disappoint. I, everything about it, from the acting to the directing, cinematography, the songs for it, everything was solid. I enjoyed myself quite a bit. Um, tell us some of your opening thoughts. Though. Like, what did, just, what did you think of it overall? Well, uh, leading up to this movie, I wasn't super, like, excited about the movie. I mean, it was just one of those things that I'm just, you know, like, oh, a remake of The Star is Born, like, you know, kind of brushing off to the side, not really super into it, but when you told me how much you enjoyed it, when I went to go see it, I was actually surprised how much I liked it and also how quickly I was in on the movie when I was watching it. I mean, by... I think the first scene uh, I was pretty much in because the song that they started out with, I mean, it opens up as this big concert and, you know, the song that Bradley Cooper's singing, it just, it was really cool. It was, I really liked the energy and, you know, it just got me in immediately. And while I was watching it, I, I also just had the thought, I'm like, I can't wait to take uh, someone else to go see this with me again. Same here. Yeah, if I end up seeing it a third time, we'll see. There's a lot of movies to watch this season. We're in the nice season now. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, I think it was like that same scene you described. Like, I was just, I was in it from the beginning. I was sold, like, especially like when we first, because what it has to start out, we, we start out, we introduce Jack's character, and then we get introduced to Allie's character. And I mean, I liked her from the get go. Like, we see her, we first see her dumping her boyfriend in a bathroom stall. Turns out she's at work. She has a little, like, mini meltdown in the bathroom and then goes on her way back to work. And then, yeah, it turns out she's got a gig that night. So one thing I love, too, then speaking of cinematography being so great, was that shot when she's she's outside of work, throws trash in the dumpster, and then that long shot of her walking, taking off the rubber glove, tossing it, and continue walking up the alleyway. And then you see the Star is Born banner come up. And just that, that whole shot was just beautiful. And I don't know. I would say we were, I knew right then that we were in for something special the remaining two hours of the movie. Yeah, you know what? I was, I was really impressed by that opening shot too. I really, I really enjoyed the feel of it. I mean, it's just really cool because Lady Gaga is just centered walking down this alley and then it slowly pops up a star is born. So I really did enjoy that opener and. It was just, I don't know, it kind of set a, a great tone for the movie, just right off the get-go. So, yeah, tell me, um, what were some of the things that kind of stuck out to you? Did you have some things that you specifically liked? You, you mentioned the opening shot as well. You liked that. You liked the shot of the title card. Um, but did you did you feel like they really had some good organic chemistry? Yeah. The Cooper and Gaga? I definitely did. I mean, all my favorite... Uh, songs in this movie which i mean there are a lot but my favorite ones were always the duet songs with bradley cooper and lady gaga like i always those were my favorite ones their their first one that they do in the movie is just it was probably the the most emotional reaction it got out of me because it was just such a raw and really cool song that they were singing yeah no they're uh I'm trying to think where to where to continue. So yeah, to bounce off your thought of the music here, um, what, one thing I like too about this movie is Lady Gaga. Want, she insisted that Bradley Cooper learn how to sing good. I mean, I think he wanted to anyway, but she was like, "There won't be no limp syncing in this movie. Like, you need to learn how to sing." So he took extra lessons to really, really make sure he could sing. And I mean, it was great. Like, uh, Bradley Cooper is just amazing in this movie. Like. He loses himself into this character. I mean, you really, yeah, yeah I know you really feel you're watching this. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like Bradley Cooper eventually. Like, 
not even eventually. I mean, I think from the get go, it just it, you recognize him as Bradley Cooper because he looks like Bradley Cooper. But you, from the get go, though, are just like sold on his Jack character. Yeah, and Jackson I Jackson Maine, right? That's yeah, it. Jackson Maine, and you know, I like that too because I mean, Bradley Cooper always he's a good looking guy, and so to see him in this role where he's a little bit dirty, a little bit haggard, washed up, washed up, yeah. So that's the perfect way to describe it. He's just like, he's just uh, not the Bradley Cooper you usually see well, you, in you, movies. He's relatable. You can you can feel for the character too. Like you really do feel for him. Like especially if you've got anybody in your family that struggled with alcohol or drug addiction. Yeah. Like you've probably seen it like you know face to face one on one. But I don't know. Like uh, this movie just has so many great things going for it. Like. So I guess, yeah, to continue, like, they do an introduction to the characters, and then eventually they got a, the characters have to meet, so Bradley Cooper's character, was it, I always forget his last name, Jackson Maine, he gets in a car, and he's, you know, they're headed to, I think it's the hotel, but they stop, he's, you know, immediately, I mean, they show immediately him struggling with his alcohol addiction, like, pulling a fifth out of the yeah, back of a seat and drinking it. Exactly, as soon as he gets done with his concert, sits in his car, he starts drinking. So they, they stop at a bar to grab more alcohol. He just wants to go somewhere where there's alcohol. And they end up at a bar where there's um, a show going on. People are performing on stage. He gets in. Uh, immediately he's greeted by somebody at the door. We don't know who this character is yet, but he's greeted by somebody at the door who is excited, knows who he is because he's a famous singer. Pulls him in and just like, hey, you got to come check us out. And they go, they go to the stage. He buys him a drink and then... Um, then we're introduced to Lady Gaga's character again, Allie. She comes out on stage, sings a great song, and uh, just right from the get-go, um, you know, Jackson is just mesmerized by her and just like, wow, who is this girl? Like, she's incredible, her voice is incredible, like, she has some kind of talent that I just haven't seen before. Yeah, no, it it was a really cool opening scene, and it, you know, displays, you know, Lady Gaga, I think... Uh, is actually singing the song and you know it kind of shows as she's dancing around and she's just trying to give a great performance and he just cannot believe that he just is watching this for his own eyes and that's really cool it looks like when you watch it it's like it just that's the thing about this movie like their interactions his fascination with her it all feels so genuine and like you can get that as soon as like they make contact with each other yeah, and then I mean, there's some pretty funny scenes in this movie too. So after she gets off stage, her friend, uh, I think his name is Raymond, invites Jackson backstage to meet her. So they go backstage, and there's just funny things going on back there. Uh, he gets introduced to her, and they just have this funny conversation, like about her fake eyelashes that she has on, or eyebrows, sorry, her fake eyebrows that she has on, and it, just, it goes from there. You know, they do a little bit of flirting, and then he decides, like, well, you know what? Hey, why don't I wait for you and you know, when you're ready, let's let's go grab a drink somewhere. So, yeah. And from there, they take off. You know, he can, you can tell he's into her. Shortly after that, though, they what did they went to the second bar? Yeah, they go to a they go to a more his speed bar, and they end up going to a cop bar. And yeah. people are just trying to take pictures with them, and it was at least to like one of the f- funnier moments in the movie where uh, somebody tries to take a picture with uh jackson maine and like pushes jerk about it yeah and then he just like pushes uh lady gaga our alley out of the way and so she just punches him in his face great scene yeah and then it cuts to another favorite favorite scene of mine was um takes place at this convenience store they uh yeah they go find ice and instead of ice he grabs a frozen bag of peas puts that in her hand and then wraps it with some medical tape and then there's a great sequence outside of that just of them outside talking in the parking lot of the convenience store. And that's just, I don't know. It's, it's a long scene, but you really, you know, the characters are connecting, their chemistry is forming and it's just, it's really, I don't know. It's kind of just an awe watching it. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great scene cause they're both sitting on the ground and, uh, the camera angle comes up behind their shoulders and it just, it looks really great. And it just, I don't know. It, just gives it a really nice feel and you know their interactions like i said it all feels genuine and it's just and then from there that just builds the chemistry and then the movie just starts taking off after that and it's just i don't think it dragged at all 
And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to get through, and scenes are long. Like I could see some people like, oh, it's, it's such a long movie, but like in order to build real good raw chemistry and care for the characters, you gotta give them time to. It gotta give relationship time to develop. Like that's just the way it is generally. But they did such a good job. Like you really felt the connection between the Jackson and Allie characters. Like you really felt for them. Yeah, one character that uh, we got introduced that is fun is Allie's dad, played by Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Who, when I saw it opening night with my sister, I was like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. I hadn't seen Andrew Dice Clay in quite a while. I was like, ah, oh, I know that guy from somewhere. Finally, it clicked, and I was like, dang, Andrew Dice Clay. I don't think I've seen him since, what, Entourage days? <laughs> <laughs> when he was with Dr- Johnny Drama on that monkey show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, great performance by him too. Like everybody in this, even like the uh, background characters, like you know, he's got his whole like crew. He's a driver, and he's got a crew that work from his house, and like all of them are good. One gentleman, I can't remember his name offhand, is on Orange Is the New Black. He's good. Uh, we eventually run into Dave Chappelle's character. Uh, what was his name? Like George Stone. Yeah. And great performance of Dave Chappelle too. Like everybody that was in this movie gave a solid performance. I was very impressed with everybody. Yeah. No. It. Everybody pretty much did it. There was fun chemistry with all the characters. And they all just... It kind of just feels like they're all good friends. Yeah, no, it really does. inside and outside of this movie. And I appreciate, like, you know, there's little bits of humor sprinkled throughout. But it's it's all, like, natural for the characters for the moment in time. Like, nothing feels forced about the humor, which I... That's one of my pet peeves, as you learn, as the episodes go on, is I'm not a fan of forced humor. But, yeah, the humor in this is just sprinkled throughout, all natural, and just, it's funny. It makes it just that much more funnier. Yeah, no, it it definitely does. They have some great moments. I mean, one of my favorites was with uh, his, uh, Bradley Cooper's driver. His name is Phil, and he, when Bradley Cooper discovers Allie, he wants to have her sing on stage with him at like a concert like the next day or something and he starts his driver uh goes up to her house and it was like hey like he wants you to come so we got to go now and she's just like completely blows him off he's like okay well i can't leave and like sub- subsequently like follows her to work yeah <laughs> So I really liked, I thought that was really I thought that was a good moment too. It's not, I don't know if it's in my top five quitting scenes, but I loved that quite a bit though, her quitting her job. Like she's with her friend uh, Raymond again and she was finally just like, you know what, this guy wants to give me an opportunity to come see a show. What am I doing at this place? I hate it here. And then it just, she just has that moment where she's like, you know what, screw it. And you just see her, yeah, tell her boss, you know what, I'm out, never coming back. Adios. Bye. Yeah. And then off they are. They get in the... Raymond goes with her, and off the airport they go. They hop on a private jet, and away to the show they go. <laughs> and then, yeah, that was a great sequence, too, though. It's like she's watching him on the side stage. He gets down with the song, walks up to her, and like, all right, I want you to sing that song you you were talking about. Like, come sing it. And, you know, oh, no, 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 come on. Like, all you gotta do is trust me. Yeah, and honestly, I think uh, that sequence is probably my favorite in the entire movie. I mean, I, I love the song. I love how uh, Brad, or Bradley Cooper, Jackson Maine, starts singing the song, playing it on guitar, and he's, and then she slowly, you can see her, her uh, Allie's character just like slowly getting up the nerve and finally walks out and starts singing it, and it's just an incredible song, and it just like... For me, it provoked a huge, like, emotional reaction. Like, I was almost brought to tears because it was just, it was so good. It was so natural, and it just felt raw, but, I don't know, it was, it was great. And that's why the duets were my favorite in the whole movie. Yeah, they're great. I'm trying to think of some other scenes that stuck out that were just, everything was so good. Um, I think one scene that stuck out is, um, so eventually, you know, she follows him on tour. They do duets together, and she gets recognized by a producer. And the producer wants her to cut an album, so she does that. She, you know, she's in the studio recording, and she's having a really frustrating time, and just just letting it all out in the into the microphone. Uh, so he's like, Jason goes into the box and is like, you know what's going on? She's like, I just, I, this is a 
song he usually playing the piano, and that's how I can just like really break free and let loose. And he's like, "Well, I'll get your piano for you." And she's like, "What? Yeah, I'll have it helicoptered in right now. Like, let's go, let's let's fly it in." Yeah, I know. He just flies in her piano, and then you know everything starts clicking in and the studio. Cuts to like yeah, her on the studio just going at it, playing the piano, singing on top of her lung. I mean, it's it's a, that was one of my favorite scenes too that kind of stuck out. But yeah, I mean the you know they start dating. They really you see their relationship really start building. You know you still see Jackson struggling with uh, alcoholism and drugs. Like he's really just. He, the struggle's real with him, like yeah, you can tell, like, and you really, you really kind of, you kind of see it throughout the movie. But he always is struggling, and he, you know, he just, I mean, he struggles till the end of the movie, essentially. But you can always kind of like get the hint that you know he always wants to be better. Like for Ali, and it just—I don't know—it just felt he his character feels like the most developed out of all the characters. Yeah, but it just—I don't know—his character like you really just like get into the nitty gritty with him. You get really raw with his character, and he really shows his struggle. So it's just his character is probably the most well developed. I'd say so. Like so. Uh... To get ready for this movie, I watched in the last month a couple of the original ones. So yeah, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but this movie is the fourth version of the story. There's a one that came out in 1937, another one in 54, and then I think it was 76 is the one with Barbara Streisand. So I watched the first two, and they're actually about actresses, not singers, so they're about actresses. And I, I will say out of the, the three that I've seen now, the chemistry between Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga was so much better than the chemistry between the first two uh it was just more raw i think i think it's just the way they shot the scenes were just so much better not the same the other ones are bad i actually like the, the first two quite a bit also but i don't think that as far as the um characters chemistry go it touches what jackson and Allie have like they're just so good together yeah uh where was i going with that i had a thought that i was going with that um where was it you know what you say something real quick, and I will come back with that thought. Well, yeah, like, uh, I have never seen any of the other Stars Borns, so this was my first time. Like, I've, I'm familiar with, like, the storyline, obviously, because they've been around for forever, it feels like. But I really did enjoy this a lot as far as, like, the plot goes. And um, one of the things that I kind of liked that they touch upon and it's kind of cool that they modernize this every single time because you know like industries change all the time and so I mean one of the touchstones that I liked when going through um the like Allie's like star rising when she starts getting recognized by that producer when she's sang on stage with Jackson is you know he like he starts trying to warp her and kind of like mold her into like your typical pop star like you know he's like oh you gotta form the image he tries to get her backup dancers even though she doesn't want them but he just tells her to trust him and while he definitely doesn't have her best interest in mind he's just trying to make her as marketable as possible right but you know it kind of like shows that too how she kind of like has this raw like voice in her songs and then it kind of goes into more pop music and she kind of loses it a little bit which is almost kind of the lady gaga story in reverse because she started out so flashy and techno and like like music in the background and everything like that electronic music and she's slowly going away from that more into like you know you see her cheek to cheek album she did tony bennett and her joanne album are just more piano playing and things and you know not this like hard electronic music anymore or at least as much and she just kind of evolved into where she started in this yeah movie. whereas the alley character starts out like that and they're trying to turn her into like this pop sensation pop starry kind of thing they show her on saturday night live hosted by alec baldwin by the way good job baldwin <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was a fun bit but that's also kind of when she's doing that i think I don't know if it's like it's not expressly said in the movie, which, by the way, I mean, 
this has been out for a while. I mean, this is the fourth remake, but we're kind of getting towards spoilers as far as like the more heavy stuff that starts happening. In yeah, the we'll uh, we'll tell you in a little bit when we're going into full spoiler territory. That way, if you want to stop and go see the movie first and then come back, you can go for it. But yeah, we'll tell it you know before we go. So far, I don't think we've really spoiled anything. As I mean, far it's as still it's a storyline that most people know. Right. So I don't know how much we can actually spoil for a movie that's essentially, you know, 40, yeah, there's 50. Still, there's still a lot of people, especially young people, that have not seen any of them, though. Yeah. I mean, 76 was a while ago for some people. Yeah, that's true. But... I mean, yeah, she has a Saturday Night Live performance, and then it's where they it, it's where they kind of premiere that she has like a new like pop image, and and then it kind of just like starts going like that's when she starts taking off and Bradley Cooper's character starts spiraling down. So yeah, so the sense of the story is like you have a superstar who's on his way downwards and. Somebody that's just on her way upwards and they cross paths, date, fall in love, and get married. They do get married. Like, I don't know. Should we just should we officially say spoilers now? Yeah, I mean, just spoilers. I think, we, I think we will start going to spoiler territory. So, spoiler alert. So, yeah, they get married. And, yeah, he's headed down. She's headed up. Her career's taken off as his comes down, obviously. And, you know, I mean, they, they do, they have several scenes that just show up pretty well as far as. Now, they kind of wanted to touch on... They wanted to make it sound like he was getting jealous of her career success. When more, I think it was more... He was more scared. Like, it was the limbic effect. Limbic, limbic effect? There we go. Is he was afraid that um, she was going to get so popular that she was going to leave him and he'd be left alone with nothing. So, you know, that... His subconscious takes effect and, you know, he says things he regrets to her. No, exactly. I mean, that's something I noted, too, was... It doesn't feel so much jealousy as it is he's just afraid to lose the person that he loves. And that was kind of that was kind of something I noticed with the between the original thirty and fifties one versus this one is the husband's turn on the wife was kind of it. It was less unexpected, I guess. It felt more natural, but that's also because I don't feel like they had as much connection to begin with as Allie and Jackson do. Their relationship was so strong that when he did start t- turning on her a little bit and saying things like that, it was kind of very out of left field because it just, yeah, it just didn't feel as natural. But I think more like it was, it wasn't so much that he was jealous of her. He was just subconsciously really scared that she was going to become so such a huge hit that she was just going to pick up and leave him and go find somebody else. Yeah, because they definitely touch on uh, that a lot when they move in that he's like he... Uh... Bradley Cooper has a line where he's just like, well, he's thanking Allie for making his house actually feel like a home because it never did before. Mm-hmm. It's a really sweet uh, line, a really sweet part. moment. And, you know, just just makes you show that, like, you know, like his character's life was pretty empty until he met her. And just like how obviously now that he has so much more than he did that he's just afraid to lose it. Yeah. There was a great, sh- uh, I almost said great shot, but there was a great moment where he picks her up on a motorcycle and they're going to go visit his childhood home, which he is, I guess it was like 130 acres or something like that, that their father left behind that yeah. he sold to his older brother. That is one person we haven't touched on yet is um, Jackson's brother. Uh, so Jackson's brother is played by Sam Elliott, also another good performance. So he plays his brother, Bobby. And his much older brother, like he's like a generation older, but it turns out that Jackson's father had him at 63, they said, I think. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Can you imagine having a kid at 63? No. That's the, no. (laughs) No, thank you. Well, his mom was 18. (laughs) Yeah. That was, (laughs) which makes it even weirder. But that that was another thing, too, that made the, uh, the Jackson character so uh, more three dimensional. I think that's what I was going for earlier when I was talking about the uh, first ones versus the new one is. They, this new, um, you know, the main male character, Jackson, is just so much more three-dimensional in this movie than the other two were. The other two were good characters, played very well by the actors, but Bradley Cooper and company and the writing just bring it all together and just make it so three-dimensional. But yeah, so they, they're going to his, visit the farm where he grew up on, and then it cuts immediately to, um, 
A wind farm. A wind farm. So they're just standing there looking around at a wind farm, and Jackson's got a look on his face like, what in the hell is going on here? And, yeah, you just kind of have this moment, and then it cuts to him going up to his brother and just punching him in the face, and like, what the hell did you do? You sold Dad's farm. Like, what were you thinking? And eventually that leads to them going their separate ways professionally and not talking for a while. Yeah. What did, what did you think of Sam Elliott? Oh, I really liked his character. Like, he was he was really cool, and he doesn't even really, like, tell you that he's... Like, at least for me, I didn't realize that he was his brother until he punches him for selling da- his dad's farm. That's when I, I don't really think they really mentioned it before that. He just seemed like he was his on-the-road manager, manager, which he was, but... <laughs> I didn't realize that he was his brother until he decks him and yeah. starts yelling at him. I forget the moment I figured that out, but yeah, it uh, it did take a second to figure out that, oh, this is not only his manager, but this is also his older brother. Much older brother. Yeah. That was definitely, yeah, that was interesting. But, yeah, um, what happens after, I'm trying to remember what happened after that scene. Because then, I mean, her fame is still going on. There's a great scene where she's got a billboard outside of where they're staying in, I believe it was Los Angeles area. Yeah. And great scene like that where, you know, one of the running jokes in the movie is like, in the beginning, she's talking about how people like her voice, but they don't like her face. Like, they think she's got too big of a nose. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I love your nose. Like, it's beautiful. And fast forward to when they're looking at the billboard together on a balcony. And she's like, oh, what? And then basically, they're like, screw those haters not liking my nose. And he's like, your nose is so beautiful. It's like, I just want to like zoom in on it. And I just want to have, just have a whole billboard, just your nose there. I mean, they, yeah. they, they do a really good, really good sequence there too. Like there's, there's so many of them. Like every scene is shot and cut beautifully. Yeah. Like, again, that's one thing I liked about this movie so much was just a cinematography. Like Bradley Cooper and company did so good with the cinematography of this movie. Cause this is a story that could feel really long and drawn out. It's a two hour drama movie, but they do such a good job to keep things interesting. Like it kind of reminded me of like um, Color Money back in the day with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman, the Scorsese film. Because you could a movie about pool players, eh, you're like that eh, could be kind of boring after a while. A drama about pool playing, right. but one thing that Scorsese does in that movie is just has such great shots all throughout that it makes it not boring whatsoever, and that you you're engaged in the story the whole time. And that's what I think they do here as well too, very well. Like, I really think, like, it's, you know, it's a drama about musicians rising and falling, but I really, I really, really think, like, something like this could be up for cinematography coming up here in award season. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's true. Like, even for, I mean, even for, like, more subtle, drawn-out scenes, like, you don't, I mean, this movie's almost two and a half hours long, and for a drama that feels like you'd be kind of, like, sitting there like, oh, man, when's it over? But, I mean... As for me, like someone who wasn't really looking forward to going to see this, you don't feel it at all. Like it was it just it just moves along a steady pace. And, you know, it just kind of sucks you into the characters and you just want to see this through with them. Yeah. No, I think that's one thing that they did a really good job with that Bradley Cooper did a good job editing wise was the pace. The pace is consistent and is it has a good flow to it. And some scenes, you know, I mean, there might be some people that think some scenes are a little drawn out, a lot of dialogue, but it's just how you get to know the characters. If Again, I think we talked about this before. If, if the scenes aren't a little bit drawn out and you don't have these, like, moments with the characters, then you just don't care about them when things start going, for, you know, happening at the end of the story. You just won't care as much. Yeah. But, so, I'm trying to think of where the story goes from there. So, well, she gets to, you know, her career's going up she gets nominated for an emmy and there's a scene at the emmy awards where she she wins and goes up on stage he follows with her he trips and falls on the stairs and just ends up just staying there i mean he's drunk coked out on his mind probably a little bit yeah some some drug yeah he just it shows him snorting pills and he eventually gets himself up as she's doing her acceptance speech comes up and stands behind her as she's giving her acceptance speech i mean he's just a wreck and next thing you know he's being himself yeah just right there on stage ruining her moment like her big moment like dream come true moment her dad's in the audience and all of a sudden he's just up there making a fool of himself wetting himself and just ruining it yeah so at that point 
he goes off to rehab. Yeah. And which, well, right before rehab, you know, it's another scene that shows like the dynamic of their relationship. Like, I mean, Ali's dad is just pissed that he ruined this for her, his daughter. And she is just like, right. Like she is just in like panic mode. It's like, is he going to be okay? And you know, like you, it shows that like, even it just shows like a moment where like, this was her night and you know, I'm sure she's, she's mad about it too, but she's just more than anything. She wants him to be okay, which is essentially why he goes into rehab. Yeah. Okay. So this movie is like perfection. I would have made this, that scene better though. I don't know about you, but how cool would that have been if Dr. Drew Pinsky was the guy leading the, uh, the group. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Drew from Celebrity Rehab. Like that just would have been hysterical to me. I don't know. He might have been a distraction at that point from the scene, but like, I just, as soon as I saw that scene, I'm like, oh man, Dr. Drew would have been hilarious in that. I mean, that would have been funny, especially since it takes place in modern day. You could have done it, but there's a real good moment there too, where he's talking with the counselor and he talks about how back in childhood, he once tried to hang himself. Like his dad just sounds like he was just never around, never paid attention to him, never cared about anything, always drunk himself. And he talked about trying to hang himself on a ceiling fan once and the thing breaking and giving him a cut on his forehead. And, and his dad not even noticing. Yeah, the, he said the fan just sat there for like two, or no, not two months. He said like six months or something at least. And his dad just never even noticed. Yeah. But yeah, so we, I mean, again, it's just more, um, more developing of the character. Uh, but yeah, he gets out. He seems fine. Allie's about to go on tour. She's talking, having a little one-on-one with her manager, and he's just like, listen, I'm going to tell you things other people won't tell you. Like, this guy's never going to get better. He might be okay for a little bit, but sooner or later, he's going to bounce back to being an alcoholic and everything. And, you know, she's like, no, no, he's fine now. Like, plus, you know, she, she's telling him, like, I want this. I want him to go on the tour. I want us to do duets on the tour. And he's like, I can't allow that. It's just, there's no way. I can't allow it. And finally, Allie is like, well, guess what? Either make it work or cancel the tour. And she's about to go internationally into Europe. And she's like, you know what? Just cancel. If you make you either make it happen or cancel. Yeah. So she goes and tells Jackson that, and she's, you know, she's he's just devastated for her. Like he's just like, no, like you know, can't do it. He and they, and they wasn't that whole that whole scene basically. He never says anything about it. But she, it does make it's, you it's, feel like he knows because it, she it's all in his eyes. Yeah, she's great moment there. Yeah, because she just kind of plays off as like, oh, the uh, the studio wants to keep the momentum and canceled the European leg of the tour to get her back into the studio. But you can see it in his face that he's just like, I'm the reason why she's not going to Europe to further like her career and you can see like the guilt in his eyes or the disbelief that this is definitely not what's happening because i mean he's been he's been a musician for years and i'm sure he knows like that's not how things work right so i mean he tells you can definitely tell just in his eyes that he he feels like he's a burden now on her so fast forward to she's going to go i mean i think it was later that night actually she's got a show she's performing there in town and she you know like hey you gotta you gotta come out here like Come see it. Come watch me. Yeah. So she goes to get ready for the show and everything. And uh, he, we see him get in his truck, pull out of his driveway, stops for a second. He opens the glove box and sees some pills, grabs them. And then next thing you know, he's going back into the garage and you see a belt in his hand. And I mean, it's, you kind of think something might be coming, but you're not really sure. I mean, it, it does a really good job of like building the tension. It's I mean, like, this is, right after he gets out of rehab and then he just has a full blown relapse and he just walks back inside his house and he does end up hanging himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, I told you we're in spoilers, but yes, Jackson ends up hanging himself in his garage and gosh, just the look in his eyes beforehand, they do a a great shot. And like, again, this is just Bradley Cooper. Like who would have thought he had these acting chops? I mean, I've always liked Bradley Cooper, but man, like he just lets loose in this and is so good. Um, but yeah, Jackson ends up hanging himself and yeah, she, it cuts to her, you know, 
But and that's kind of what I kind of like about the Stugans. It's already a long movie, so they, we don't need a scene where she discovers them or someone else discovers them and tells that, tells her and things like that, and they have a funeral. Like we don't need any of that. It's because it just cuts to her playing a piano by herself in tears, yeah. and then it shows her like looking at his awards on the wall, or, or not their awards, but they're just like posters yeah, he's posters, and she just starts wrecking she everything starts, in a rage, just in a rage, and then yeah, it cuts to her. She's got a performance that night. And she sings a song that they wrote together, or did they write together? Or did they just sing it, it together. Yeah, I think they uh, they wrote it together, and or I think it was the song that Bradley Cooper started. Oh, he wrote writing. her. He yeah. wrote her. Gosh. Yeah. So she sings it as Sorry, kind of. There's like, a lot of songs in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he she starts singing it as like it seems like a memorial like concert for her husband, and you know, and it just starts out. The song is beautiful and just kind of like. It really does a good job. I'm like, that's essentially the end cap to the movie is, and even the movie just uh, focuses on Lady Gaga's face. And then as soon as the song finishes, she it just shows her like a, tears down her eyes and then it just cuts on her face. And it's such a powerful like image to end the movie on. Yeah, no, it really, really is. Well, and yeah, did we talk about how they, uh, they showed them playing the song together? Yes. Well, oh, yeah. They do like a little montage of like a quick little like recap of their relationship while she's singing the song. And they show them singing together at piano just in their living room and then cuss back to her at the concert. And yeah, just song ends. Her face is just in tears. God, I almost want to hear what she's talking about. I know. That's how good she was. Good job, Gaga. And then, yeah, cut the credits. And yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, I've kind of done a pretty long segment here but yeah that was a star is born but gosh um any final thoughts before we um tell people like grade this out honestly i would go see it i i mean i've never seen any of the other stars borns but if you think that it's more of the same i say it's it's worth a go the songs are amazing the chemistry is amazing like i said like the my favorites are lady gaga and bradley cooper singing their duets together it's just those are like the most powerful songs in the movie yeah, and as for me, yeah, I would have to say, I'm trying to think if I, I'm sorry, I'm, bear with me, I'm trying to think if I got any final thoughts before we do our grades here. Um, yeah, what can I say? Solid movie, um, start to finish. Um, yeah, should we just do grades here? Yeah, yeah, so well. Bear with us, folks, sorry. I mean, as far as me, I I honestly really enjoyed myself, even though I didn't think I would really would, but... It was incredible. The movie got me in immediately, and I stayed in until the very end. So I would say that's an A-plus in my book. And I would say, you know what? A-plus for me. Um, I like the trailer a lot. I was sold by the trailer. It was a you know great performance of everybody. Great performance with Cooper, Gaga, Sam Elliott, everybody. Just great performance. Great music. Great uh, cinematography. Just everything was good. I wasn't bored at all. Uh, yeah, so I went in with semi-excitement for this. I mean, let's face it, I'm a Lady Gaga fan in general, but I was still, like, I was excited to see her, like, be a, you know, second lead in the movie, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, A-plus for sure. Like, I mean, everything that's good, I would definitely recommend checking it out. It's playing in theaters everywhere, so, yeah, definitely go see this. Yeah, no, take, take, take some perfect date night movie, too. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so I had a little bit of uh, trivia here. You want to hear some of this? Yeah. So, apparently, these are just little quick trivia facts here. Lady Gaga and Judy Garland were the same age when they starred in their um, versions of this film, which they were both 31 at the time of filming. Bradley Cooper had to fight to convince Warner Brothers to cast Lady Gaga as Allie. In his pitch, he showed an iPhone recording of them singing a duet of CCR's Midnight Special, recorded in Lady Gaga's home. thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, that that's really awesome. That's out there. That'd be kind of cool. So this is interesting. Spielberg and Clint Eastwood had expressed interest in directing this project. However, it was Cooper's persistence that landed him the gig as director, which I thought that was pretty cool. Like, apparently Bradley Cooper had been kind of thinking about this and his own version of it while he was on the set of American Sniper. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy because that movie came out like 2014, somewhere right along there. So he's been thinking about this movie for a while. So and I found this interesting because I thought he'd want to cast himself to begin with, um, being how he co-wrote it and directed it, produced it and everything. But apparently Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, 
Will Smith, Christian Bale, and DiCaprio were all considered for the Jack role. I found that pretty interesting. Overall, I think Bradley Cooper made the best choice casting himself because he just blew this part out of the water. Yeah. And, you know, any other director besides maybe Clint Eastwood would have still cast him as the main character. But, you know, it's just he did such a good. I, I can't think of who else, like possibly DiCaprio. DiCaprio is one of my favorite actors. So I'm a little biased, but I possibly DiCaprio. But I really can't see anybody but Cooper in this role. But I think that just goes to show you how good Cooper was in this role. Yeah, no, definitely. So one little quick thing is so there's a line you hear in the movie couple times where he's, he looks at Allie and says, I'd just like to take one last look at you. And that line is in all four movies. That's so crazy. It's pretty good stuff there. But yeah. So, well, hey, thanks for uh, listening to our premiere episode of Movies and Brews. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back here later on. Um, some movies coming up that we're probably going to be reviewing will be the Venom. The upcoming, was it Battle of Air Royale? I got not, not 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 battle. I I get battle royale is a big genre in video games right now, but it's the L or bad times at the El Royale. That's right. That's right. Bad times at the El Royale. <laughs> I probably called it battle a few times to people. Anyway, there'll be that and definitely First Man. We're for sure gonna do an episode of First Man with Ryan Gosling. I Absolutely. Mean, Ryan Gosling's one of my celebrity crushes, and you know he brings it in everything. Yeah, and Damien Chazelle's back behind the camera. You know, director of La La Land and Whiplash was one of my favorite movies that's come out in the last few years. So definitely excited about First Man. But yeah, uh, where can they find us, Daniel? Well, you know, if you uh, want to hit us up, you can. Go to our Twitter and Instagram, which is just movies underscore brews. You know, let us know what you think of the show. Love it, hate it, whatever. And uh, suggest any movies that you want to hear us talk about. Just hit us up and let us know what you think. All right. Well, that wraps everything up here. Join us next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.